You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. everyone and welcome back to the social media decoded podcast the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business get more clients and monetize and today i'm excited because we're we're talking about money we're talking about sales we're talking about mindset with one of my amazing friends katie and i was on her amazing podcast so we definitely have to you definitely have to check out that podcast episode too but welcome to the social media decoded podcast katie i'm so excited to have you Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to chat. Yes. So you are in the UK. So you all, I love talking to amazing people across the world. And let's dive in. Tell me a little bit more about yourself, about your business. Um, how did you get started? So I, yeah, as you said before, I'm an NLP. I'm a sales marketing business coach. So I kind of do a little bit of everything. And my business started, surprise, surprise, during COVID. It was one of the COVID business babies. I was actually living in London at the time when COVID broke out, but I was back home in Australia when everything went crazy. So it was March 2020. I went home for a friend's wedding for two weeks. Long story short, ended up being there for two years. But during that time, I started my business. My hours got cut at work. I was working in marketing and I'd always wanted to work for myself. And I felt like that was a good opportunity. You know, I was living back with my parents, as many of us were. We had, were in these weird circumstances. And I thought, right, I've got barely any overheads. I've got all this spare time. I've always wanted to work for myself, always wanted to start my business now is the time to do it. So I started doing social media management actually, but then very quickly realized that I actually preferred teaching and coaching people rather than doing it for them. Um, Because actually my background, as well as in marketing, I used to be a teacher. So I ended up marrying the two careers together. I ended up marrying the marketing, marrying the teaching together and, and went into coaching. And so I am one of those weird Australians that leaves the sun. And then I moved across the world again to Edinburgh in Scotland. And that's that's me in about 20 seconds. You're up to date. Oh, I love that. No, that is awesome because I'm sure there's so many people listening. They probably started their business as well during COVID. And even now, it's still a great time. Anytime is a great time to start your business. Um, and so we're just, you know, here to hear that inspiration that, yes, you can do it. Like you said, with the skills you already had, you were a teacher, you did marketing, married the two together. I love that. I think that's awesome. So I want to talk about, self-limiting beliefs because you help entrepreneurs with this. And I think that growing up just sometimes maybe in your childhood, we've been told things and we believe these things. And so now we have businesses and this is a whole nother ballgame. And we start to believe these self-limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging beliefs. So a lot of content creators often hold themselves back from not promoting and discussing their products. And I know this is like a problem because if we don't promote, no one will know about us. So what are some tips that you can give the listeners to shift this narrative that we may have like, oh, no one wants to, no one wants to hear me talk about my products and services. It's so interesting when we do start our businesses and when we realize, oh, we've actually got to sell now. We've we've become salespeople all of a sudden. And a lot of people that do start businesses don't have a background in sales. So it can be quite a confronting thing. A lot of stuff comes up. A lot of limiting beliefs come up. A lot of self-sabotage actually comes up 
And the thing with self-sabotage is it's really sneaky. We don't realize it's happening. And we think we're doing things in our best interests or to just keep ourselves safe when actually we're holding ourselves back from being successful, which is ultimately, of course, what we consciously want. But our conscious mind actually doesn't run the show. Our subconscious mind runs the show. About 95% of what we do is done subconsciously. We make all these decisions. We run our day with 95% of our subconscious brain running the show, which is quite an alarming thought, actually, when you think about it. But when you start to become aware of that, that's when you can actually take back control and you can do a lot of work on your limiting beliefs, on your subconscious mind to actually take back that control, stop getting in your own way, because that's the thing we often are the ones getting in our own way and thinking things like, oh, I don't want to show up on stories today. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't want to be annoying when I sell. Oh, I'm not going to charge that price because who's going to buy that product at that price? A lot of it comes down to worthiness. A lot of it comes down to confidence. And that's the case with most things in life that end up holding us back. If you go get to the core of it, it's usually a worthiness problem. So what I work on with my clients is getting to the core of the issue, working on the self-worth, working on rewiring our brains, because we've had these thought patterns for so long, usually, as you said, in our formative years, in our childhood, that voice is often coming from a primary caregiver that told us X, Y, and Z about money. You know, the classic one being money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. And those are just really cliche examples, but a lot of us grew up hearing that. And we end up believing those thoughts and we bring those thoughts into business, which is extremely unhelpful. If we want to run a successful business, of course, we have to make money, but we can subconsciously hold ourselves back from it because we have these beliefs about money, that money is bad, that we don't deserve money. So it can be quite complicated, but actually the first thing I really work on with clients is getting really familiar with our thoughts. So what are your beliefs around money? What are your beliefs around yourself? What And just really becoming conscious of that. And then that's when I would introduce things like affirmations. Affirmations are extremely powerful and that's one major tip I would give. And some people turn their nose up at affirmations, but actually... And I actually remember having a conversation with a client who was struggling with self-worth and confidence and everything like that. And I was like, I really want to work with you on some affirmations. And she was like, affirmations, like cringes me out. It's not really for me. And I was like, you're already doing them. I was like, every single day, every thought that you have about yourself, that is an affirmation. You're already doing affirmations. You're just choosing really negative ones. And I was like, so you can either choose those ones or we can reframe them and turn them into more positive affirmations and you can change your life. And she was like, oh yeah. (laughs) So sometimes it's having that reframe and that's the starting place I would look at, becoming aware of your thoughts and then creating new thoughts based off those ones. That's so good. And I agree. Affirmations do really work. Even the money affirmations, I always say abundance is coming to me. You know, opportunities are headed my way. The opportunities are endless. I mean, you have to really, I think it has to just, you have to feel it. Some affirmations I don't feel, or you might change the word I in there or whatever. But I think, like you said, reciting those, maybe looking at yourself in the mirror, giving yourself that confidence saying, I am totally, I'm I'm, I'm a bad businesswoman. I got this bad isn't good. Like I am a businesswoman and I am on the rise, whatever it is, right? I think that they just really help. So thank you for those. I think that that's really good tips. And there's so many affirmation books and different tools and resources online. Um, You could just simply Google, you know, and just feel, feel out the affirmations. I want to talk about sales strategies because we don't like to sell and selling on social media might feel cringy to some people like, hey, I'm showing up to like tell these people to buy my stuff. But 
there's a way to do it. What are your tips and how you help your clients like to overcome that not being so salesy when it comes to posting on social media, Instagram especially? It's really funny because and I'm going to be one of those like classic people that's like, I'm running a marathon and they don't stop talking about it. But I am running a half marathon in a few weeks and I'm running it for charity and I've been talking about it on my personal social media and my friend is also doing the same thing, except she's a nurse. And we were talking about it. She was like, oh God, I felt so cringe talking about it and like asking people for money. Did you feel like that? And I was like, nope. (laughs) But I'm used to doing that all day, every day. I sell all the time. So it really didn't enter my mind, but I just thought it was so interesting seeing someone, she's not even asking money for herself. She's asking money for a charity. And it's exactly what ends up happening with people online. They start this business. As I said before, they all of a sudden are thrust into the world of sales and all of this gunk comes up. They're like, I don't feel comfortable talking about money. I don't feel comfortable asking for money. But ultimately we haven't started a charity here. We're starting a business. We need to make money in order to be successful, but also reframing what the word salesy even means. What does that even mean? Usually we think of the secondhand car salesman, you know, the dad from Matilda being really smarmy, dishonest, disingenuous. If that's your idea of sales, sure. Okay. I can understand why you don't want to do it, but we've also had good experiences with sales as well. And you just have to think of different examples. Have you ever gone into a store and had a really great exchange with someone in customer service and they've been really helpful and they've helped you choose an outfit? That's a sales experience. And that was a good one. You know, they didn't push anything on you. They didn't force an agenda on you. Yes, obviously they're wanting to sell their clothes, but they're doing it in an honest, genuine way where you don't feel like you don't feel pressured to buy. And I think you choose what you want sales to look like for you. You don't have to do it in the real bro marketing cold calling, cold selling way where you're forcing an agenda on someone. I am a huge believer. One of the first things I'll teach people is that we never try and swerve regular conversations into sales conversations because people pick up on that and it does feel weird. What I always say is always get permission to then have a sales conversation. So maybe they'll say that they're experiencing a problem and you say, oh, I've actually got a program for that. Let me know if you want some more information and then I give you some more information. And if they say yes, great. They've given you permission to then sell to them rather than you then thinking, oh, they've got this problem. I can solve it. And then going into a full on elevator pitch, that might not necessarily be the best way to do it. That might not feel good for you. So I would say ultimately is reframing how you look at sales because ultimately selling is actually being able to help people is being able to make that impact that you started your business for. You want to solve people's problems and then finding a way to sell that feels genuine to you, that feels good for you. And there are so many different ways to sell. It doesn't have to be that real classic, pushy, stuffy, not taking no for an answer way of selling. Oh, that was so good. And I hope everybody was taking notes because you just dropped so many gems right there. And I think the thing that you said that stuck out the most was you have to go what feels good to you. You don't have to be a bro marketer. I do not like bro marketing at all. I think it's just really, ill, like yucky. And I'm going to get you 10 grand tomorrow. Sign up today. Like, no, I think if you approach it with, like you said, you know, you're helping people, you know, that whatever product or service that you have is beneficial and it's geared towards your target audience. This is why you need to know who your target audience is and who that person is and their niche and how they think. So you need to get really deep because then you'll say, oh, they absolutely 100% need this. And so every time I show up to Instagram, do a live, we're selling, right? But it's in a way like I'm giving you this information. And hey, by the way, if you want to come in my program, if you want to sign up for a one-on-one call, if you want to join the pot, whatever it is, this is what I have for you. And if this feels aligned to you, great. If it doesn't, 
cool. I don't do like 55,000 email follow-ups. Someone does not like, you know, take the offer right away. Of course, I'll follow up and say, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to do like seven emails and say, oh, I only have one spot left. Like, I don't like that type of marketing because, or sales, because it's like, it's really, it's really sleazy salesy, right? So I'm so glad that you gave us those tips. I'll also just add to that, have fun with it. Sales doesn't have to be this really stressful, serious, professional, quote unquote thing. I always make sure that I inject fun into everything that I do. And so if people vote on a poll, for example, if if I have an Instagram story that's selling my one-on-one coaching, and if they vote on a poll, I'll reach out to them and I'll start the conversation with like a GIF. <laughs> I don't put on my real professional corporate hat and go, hi, Sarah, I saw you voted on my poll about my one-on-one coaching. What questions do you have for me? This is what you get when you join up to work with me. I don't do any of that. I'm like, Sarah, did my eyes deceive me or did you just vote on the poll about my one-on-one coaching? And I'll just start the conversation off in a really fun, playful way. And people will then reciprocate in a fun, playful way rather than putting straight away someone on in the position where they're like, here we go. I'm about to get sold to all oh, the conversations really serious. Like, stop it. <laughs> you can be yourself. You can be normal and you can have fun when you sell. It doesn't have to be this weird personality change when you start selling. It doesn't. And I think I love that, too. I do that, too. When people vote on my poll, I'm like, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> I've seen. Are you interested in this? I feel like if you were interested in what I had to say and I sent you a DM now I feel like we're, you know, building something because I didn't just reach out to you. I think that a lot of people do do this, though. They would just automatically reach out to somebody. That might rub them the wrong way, though, because they may not have been looking for what you are offering. So I don't think that it's a really good approach just to randomly. I mean, I think cold now, cold emailing and all that, it works. But specifically like DM when you first friend somebody or something like that. And it's like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. It's like I wasn't asking for that. Yeah. You know? LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a good place maybe for, for the cold DMing. That's a diff, it's a totally different platform. Instagram is definitely relationship based. And just what you're talking about there, you got permission to then go and sell to that person. They gave you permission. They voted on the poll. So then you can go on and start a conversation with them. Whereas the cold selling on Instagram is one that I probably would not recommend. Yeah. So there's so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Again, we're saying just to choose the best one for you. And I heard have fun, you know, don't feel like this is a chore because if you don't tell anybody about your products and services, guess what? They won't know about you and they Mm -hmm. won't buy them. So we want you to show up and be visible, get the mindset right. That's why you need to go talk to Katie so she can help you. If you have any blocks, if you're, you know, you don't know where you need to go next. You're like, I just can't get over the That's why we have her. So she's here to help you. I'm so excited. So this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast, books, books and podcasts that have helped you along your journey. So have there been been any books or podcasts that have helped you on your business journey, even mindset, since that's what we have been talking about here today, mindset, marketing even. What are some um, book recommendations you have for us? Oh, okay. Book recommendations. This one is more to do with mindset and actually it's nothing to do with business. It's all to do with confidence, but it is a game changer because I truly think when you're confident, you stand in your power as cliche as it sounds, and you are uh, not afraid to play bigger. And I think that's the thing because when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, you need to get out of your comfort zone a lot. So I would recommend You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It's just a self-development book all about building confidence. It's amazing. It was one of the first books that I read about confidence that really did change my life. And I don't say that lightly. 
Uh, I really like Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think his name is, yeah, I can see it on, on my bookshelf over there. That was really great in terms of if you're someone that sometimes struggles to build habits, obviously. Uh, I found that one really good, really enjoyed that. Uh, brand Storytelling. I'm trying to remember what's, what it's called now. I have to I have to Google it and, find, and tell you later so you can put it in the show notes. But that one's really good as well. Building a Story Brand, that's the one I'm talking about. I really love that one as well. I just have to say that that's like the book that everybody should start with. Mm. Like you should start with building a story brand because it's like, I think one of the foundational books, right? I think, and it really just gets you clear on who your audience is and like what you should focus on. So I think that's a really great book. And those are some really, really great recommendations too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Love a good read. Yes. So this has been like a really good episode. I feel like it's packed with so many gems to help us sell more, to help us show up as our true authentic selves. Also to help us realize that it is okay to talk about our offers and we want to have fun when we're doing that and especially through our content. But I would love if you could share more about the work that you do. Where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? What platforms are you hanging out on? And if you have any special resources too that you would like to share with everyone. Sure. I'll keep it nice and simple so I don't overwhelm, but the best places to find me are over on Instagram. Katie Bambrick Coaching is my Instagram handle. And I've also got a podcast as well, one where I've interviewed Michelle. So definitely come over and say hi. That is uh, High Impact. And you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. And if you do want sales, mindset, business coaching, um, just slide into my DMs on Instagram. Just say the word coaching and we can have a chat and, yeah, see what works best for you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yes, you all should definitely check out that podcast episode. I'll make sure I'll share it again with you all. The episode was really, really great. So make sure you check out Katie's podcast too. We love doing podcast tours. So it's like, I feel like I'm on a podcast tour. I go on someone's podcast and they come on mine. So, Hey, that's another way too, for you to connect with people. If you've never thought about doing podcast swaps, I would definitely suggest that with other business owners and entrepreneurs It's a great way to connect. And it's a great way to meet more people like Katie. I would have never met you if we would have never did the podcast. So I'm so grateful for that. A little podcast collab. Always a good time. Yes. Podcast collabs are always a good time. But thank you so much, Katie. This has been such a great episode. We'll make sure to put all the information down below in the show notes. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Follow me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames. Send me a DM. Let me know. What did you think about today's episode? What are your you know, thoughts around your mindset, your money mindset too, um, and how you're showing up on social media to promote your business? Thank you all so much. And we will talk to you all in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.